CNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where I really don't love the way Corey and Mike are staring at me right now. You, Mike was scratching your back, and and he said, hey, Corey, Kevin loves when you scratch his back. So I went to scratch your back, too, and you... You, like, got moved away from us. I don't thank you. And I don't understand, like, is it you just don't like to be touched, or is it scratching? I'm just, I'm not a big fan of being touched. Adrian wants me to scratch her back every single night. Like, every night we were on on the couch, she'll come over and she'll pull her shirt up and say, scratch my back. And so I have to sit there and just, like, scratch. And it's not like I'm sitting there scratching like an itch. Right. It's just kind of a gentle, like. It feels great. She loves it. And you're like, don't touch me. You can see how maybe I wouldn't want y'all to scratch my back, though, right? What, do you, do you ever get massage? I don't so close. know. It was, it was there. It was, you take you the understood. Massage, you said. put it in the casing. You know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> you I, understood the word I was trying to say. I did one time because Jess got us a couple's massage, and it was really weird. You have to take most of your clothes off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I it was okay. I didn't love it. One time, did they I lean got a, in your ear and go, "Is that pressure good enough?" No, but okay. yeah, but yeah, they're just—they are like, "Does that feel good?" Mm-hmm. And it—I don't—I didn't love it. I got a massage one time in Dominican Republic when we were on vacation. Oh All right, and I'm laying on my my tummy, mm-hmm. and you know you have that thing tummy where your tummy. head sits, where you can, you know, your face obviously, so you can breathe and everything. Mm-hmm. And the woman giving the massage to me took her finger. And rubbed it around my lips. Why? Oh, and God. I didn't know what to do or <laughs> say. God. What? While well, your head was in the Sue was right next to me. <laughs> the, you know, it was a couple's massage thing, and you know, I don't know what to do in that moment. And I'm just like, is this part of like a Dominican massage that I don't know about? I've never had during a massage somebody go underneath the the thing where my face was and kind of rub around my lips or on my lips what's the real like how did, is that a relaxer i don't know i don't know it didn't sound very relaxing I, to him like, if it, it was my you? wife it would have been very relaxing but i know it's a masseuse did sue's lips get why like, can you not say those words did they do the same thing to sue that's what i asked afterwards and she said no so it was a Mike only thing, yeah. huh? This is wild. Did she have a man massage her and you had a lady? No, massage? I think it's two women. Okay. okay. All right. This is fa- I need the 877-881-1053 truckwreck.com <laughs> text line. And we were there with friends and I asked my buddy who they had a couple's massage too. And I said, "Hey, did the lady like mas- like rub your lips like to start off like Did you the- see her hand? Well, who do you think it no, was? No, no, here, well, now I'm starting to question. Did like maybe a cat, no, a cat walk through and like I, its tail got up on no, your lips? No, I, I had what? my I had my eyes closed, but I might have opened my eyes. But I just I think it was her finger. Maybe it was like a dog just kind of walked up and like. Where did this massage take place to you? I don't know. He said the Dominican Republic. It was like in a nice hotel. Did, but did your other friends? Did that happen? They started to them? dying laughing because they no. And what? Maybe, Maybe she just had to touch my lips, but it was really confusing. That feels not okay. That feels not okay. Mike walks in and she's like, "I have got to get my hands on those lips today." Yeah, that I don't, I don't think it was weird. Yeah. From the six eight two. All right, well, you've struck a chord. Oh my God, Mike! I had a couple's massage and she was going way too high up on my leg, and I had the same panic. 
uh, took a vacation in Mexico, got tricked into a massage on the beach. They had these two smoking hot ladies advertising for massage. And then when you lay, lay down, it's these two completely jacked dudes come up out of nowhere to give you the massage. Wow. That is... Somebody was asked, was there a flavor? Like, did it... Uh, was no. Was there, like, orange flavor or it, Luckily, it had no... Like some chapstick flavor or something like that. It had no, that. no, anything like that. It was weird. But, I mean, you know, I bring the stories to the people. If you're ever in the Dominican <laughs> Republic, you might get your... When you lay down to get your massage and you think they're going to work your feet or your legs or your back, they might start with your lips. All right. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Spring training out this is the here. First time surprise. I've heard this story too, and I'm just so happy. I'm stunned, glorious by all of this. I I don't know. All right, so I've got good luck giveaways for the Rangers season, mm. and I thought maybe y'all would want to know some of that, especially the bobbleheads. Okay, so if you get a chance to write this down, great. If not, maybe I'll have Corey text you each listener all the information. Is there's eight bobblehead giveaways. They start on April 21st with Marcus Simeon. Then Corey Seager is on May 19th. The Nathaniel Lowe Silver Slugger is on June the 3rd. Jacob DeGrom is on June the 16th. Captain's 20th anniversary, July 1st. Hey, you know that day. Martin Perez. That's Corey's birthday. All right. Happy birthday, Corey. Thanks, man. I mean, it's wild, but yeah, thanks. Martin Perez on July 15th. Nolan Ryan baseball card bobblehead on August 19th. He's the only former Ranger uh, getting a bobblehead, I I believe. Baseball card bobblehead. Like, he comes with a baseball card and a bobblehead? Maybe what if the bobblehead's him in his tuxedo? Like that stadium club card? Or him cow punching uh, old uh, Robin Ventura. Oh, could be. What if he's serving you a hot dog? Because it's, it's Nolan Ryan beef out there. And then Adolis Garcia is on September 23rd. But since you brought it up, is Topps Baseball. That's your birthday, isn't it? Oh, yours is the 23rd. Sorry, my bad. Happy birthday. Okay, thanks, buddy. Is Topps Baseball Card Night will be on Saturday, July 22nd. So a whole bunch of cool options and everything like that. They will also be doing the $1 hot dog games again on Wednesdays. So a lot of fun stuff for the Rangers. I wanted to bounce back to the Mavericks for just a minute because okay. it felt like we like yeah, we lost started that. a conversation then the Jerry Jones stuff came up and we didn't really have a chance to see that through to the end is and you were kind of on a roll but everyone who missed it is we had a conversation that maybe Jason Kidd some of the stuff he brought up or maybe it's just the general national attention that yeah. that blown lead to the Lakers got will this make an impact in terms of maybe the team in general but I feel like in terms of specifically the behavior of Luca was the direction that you were thinking yeah and and we were talking about Luca and we've talked about Luca yesterday we talked about Luca just a little bit during that segment and I do think it was directed towards Luca, not completely, and yeah. I brought this to Corey, is there any chance when he's saying, I'm not the savior, is that it looked like Luca said, I need a savior. I need somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Kyrie. They didn't trade for anything else, even though the rest of the NBA thought that the Mavericks were trading Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood, and I think they tried everything they could to trade those yeah. two guys to get guys that could play some defense and help them with rebounding and stuff like that. Is there any chance that part of that quote, Corey, was towards Kyrie at all, that he was brought in to be the savior to Luca, like helping Luca? I don't I, I don't think so. I think it's just him saying that those guys have to figure it out on the court. 
Like that he can't yeah. he can't fix whatever they they have to learn together. They're the ones that are going to be able to fix it. He can give advice. Like he can lend some advice to it. He can he can say, "Hey, I did notice this." They can sit down and watch some game film together. But it, I mean, that's three of the highest basketball IQs around, man. Sure. In uh, in the coach himself, and I don't know if his style uh, of coaching is, "Hey, I'm going to sh- teach you all the details." Or I'm just going to observe and let you yeah. figure that part out and then help guide the, ide- the identity of the team in a direction or in the playoffs. I am getting scared, Kevin, that Milwaukee Bucks fans have chimed in after Sunday's loss yeah. in that press conference and said, welcome to Jason Kidd. This is pretty much playing out in the same timeline that we had him. Loved him the first year. Yeah. Started wondering about him the second year. He started saying, what can I do? I'm not the point guard anymore. I'm just a guy watching the game like you are. And then it just ended up that Milwaukee had to move on from that situation. And I'm not saying it will be exactly the same, but it's worrisome that a team has chimed in, chimed in to the Mavericks kind of Twitter and said, guess what? You're going down the same path we went in Milwaukee. Okay, so then the question that came up that I was thinking about that I saw somebody text in, is that the coaching – or is that just lack of general roster building right there? I can it, I think it can be both because I, I do think that there are areas of this team that are talent deficient. But then there are also times that I wonder about the starting rotation or the last five-minute rotation that I was like, that does feel like – or lack of timeout usage. That does feel like coaching. Yeah, and that is where – I hate saying this. I'm generalizing this. Steve Nash just got fired this year from Brooklyn coaching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Steve Nash, Hall of Fame point guard. I would say probably one of the 10 best point guards in NBA history. Not like way up there, but he's in that category. Hall of Famer, Jason Kidd, one of the 10 greatest point guards in NBA history. Isaiah Thomas, one of the 10 greatest point guards in NBA history. Magic Johnson, arguably the greatest point guard in NBA history. We go down this list of the guys that you would think would be the best coaches because they were the point guards leading the team on the court. They're the head coach of the team on the court. And yet they have all really struggled to then we take the ball out of your hands. We give you either a suit or nowadays, you know, slacks and a shirt. And we say now coach from the sideline. And we have not had a good guy do it. I will say this. Mark Jackson even got fired, and Mark Jackson is one of the five greatest assist men of all time in NBA history, and the Golden State Warriors said, you're not the right fit. You're not getting the most out of what we think is more talented. They bring in Steve Kerr. They start winning championships. It's one of these things, Corey. I know I'm generalizing here, but these great point guards don't seem to be able to put on the suit or go over to the sideline and be the point guard of the team from the coaching standpoint. And I I, I do think that, like, the – the message has to be clear, and I think Steve Kerr's approach was a lot more hands-off than Mark Jackson. I think that that was like he he's like, hey, here's how we're moving the ball around. We want to do these things to create open shots. I think that's you know part of their game, and everything. But man, we talk about Maddox, Kevin. I've always had this theory on Mike Maddox, Kevin, Mike, and that is your first game. You go out. He's going to let you go out there and pitch your way, mm-hmm. and then after you screw it up, he's going to go now do it my way. And, and and this goes to managers all over the place. You have to know when to push the buttons and when not to. And if you start at the beginning of the season pushing buttons and riding people that way all all season long, is the message eventually going to fall on deaf ears at some point? 
and as Jason Kidd saying, I'm going to let a lot of things happen, and whenever it matters the most, that's when I'm going to zero in and start, pu- and start pushing the buttons on these players to motivate them to go do something else. And I know regular season, there's 82 games. It's a lot of time to cause conflict and a lot of time to, to get players to be better. And I think that's what we want is you want to see the Josh Greens and the Hardys grow, and maybe Jason Kidd's approach to it with some of these other guys is i got to let them find them, and then I'm going to – find what they're good at, and then I'll push those buttons when it happens. I have a few other Mavs notes for you. I haven't seen an update yet this morning, but uh, Maxi Kleba is possible to come back tonight. Okay. And it was amazing. He was talking about the surgery he underwent is they took out four inches of his hamstring, or excuse me, they took out part of his hamstring tendon, and then he had a four, has a four-inch scar down wow. the back of his right leg. And he kind of joked, he goes, I don't recommend doing it just to experience it. But then he added, I was shocked at how advanced medicine is and how good this came out and how fast it went. Because you remember. Everybody thought it was done. Yeah. He's done until next year. And and so even that's that's the thing. Even the Mavericks are like generally surprised at how quickly he might be able to come back. And if it's not tonight, it feels like okay. then it would be the next game. And then a positive. That's exciting, yes, by the way. Absolutely. Is, I will say this real quick. It is scary that possibly they overuse him for defensive purposes. Yeah. His body cannot handle more than 20 minutes a game. You you play him consistently every night, 25, 30 minutes, he will blow out on you, whether it's a back, a knee, a hammy. He cannot handle an NBA schedule. And then this is another positive thing about Kyrie Irving is there's a fellow, and I'm going to try, I think I got the last name, Cameron Mofied is he's 22 years old, and he started a GoFundMe in hopes of building a school in Nigeria and then an orphanage in Ghana. So he had originally set the GoFundMe for $5,000. Then on Sunday, he woke up and a $45,000 donation had been made, and it just said Kyrie. So Kyrie Irving donated $45,000 to this GoFundMe, which had an original goal of 5000 Now it's raised $65,000 for education, love, and care in Nigeria and Africa. And the guy who set it up said, I went into a state of shock, and he now plans to name an orphanage classroom, and now they're going to build a basketball court and name it after Kyrie Irving. So I know we get bogged down with like, and sometimes very rightfully so, with some of the things that happen, but that's just flat out awesome that like, I don't even know if he has any connection or how he has any connection to like the person who did the GoFundMe, but he's like, you're going to help out in Nigeria and Ghana, bam, here's way more than you asked. And it's something that he is want to do. Like, this is not oh, for sure by any means. For sure. I know, like, uh, uh, there were a lot of, you know, when Brian Scalabrini hopped on with us, he's like, how are you guys doing? And we were like, woof. Uh, since, since he's gotten here, I've wanted to like Kyrie. Like, that's everything he's done has been like, man, that's, I like what he's saying. I want them to win together, obviously. Like, that's going to be the most important part. But I really, like, my father-in-law was like, I didn't, I didn't like him at first. But, gosh, every time I hear him talk, I, I want to like him more. And, like, this story didn't come from Kyrie. It came from the guy who ran the GoFundMe. Yeah. He's like, y'all need to know yeah. about how this is. And so I always wonder, like. That was how, like, how we found out about a lot of Cam Newton yeah. stuff. We were like, hold on. There was always somebody else telling the story. He didn't want the credit for it. He just wanted to get it done. So, obviously, you can't help but wonder, like, all the things you know positive that Kyrie has done. Like, how many other 
projects are there that he's contributed to in any number of ways that we have no idea about? 